ladies and gents, boy, do I got a show for you. Let me just tell you, it's green and we're going to talk about it. So let's jump into it. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, we got some guests on the show. So who do we got? Let's bring the fire. All right, here we go. The cannabis industry has been booming, especially as more and more states legalize it. Now, with more business being done legitimately, business owners need better tools to track and grow their business. Today's guest is creating useful and easy tech solutions for cannabis professionals. This company believes people first, uh, believes in people first. They check their egos at the door, treat others how they want to be treated, and exist for their customers. Those are some of the core values that even I can get behind. So let's welcome to the show from... Tukana, Cree Robinson, and Louis Missensi. What up, ladies and gents? Welcome to the program. What do you think? Two minutes in. Love it. <laughs> that, was, that was really dope. Very, very dope. That was awesome. I didn't Sweet. expect that. That was, All that right. was super cool. Well, my goal here is to keep the energy as as high as possible, put smiles on your faces so we can talk about your business. So we're going to kind of play this. I haven't done a double interview in a long time, so I'm excited. I love this stuff. Let's get both points of view. Um, the question I always ask, ask entrepreneurs to begin with has to do with their why, because business is hard and there's always going to be problems that come up. And just like anything else, you don't always feel like you want to do some of these problem solution type things on a daily basis, but your why kind of pushes you through that. So my question to you is simple. Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. I want to know. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Yeah, so question why. So why? Well, for me, I guess there's a couple of different things, right? So when it comes to cannabis, I was involved with it like 10 years back, you know, before it was legal in, in, in the legacy market, what we call it. And I've always known that, like, at some point it was going to be legal here, too, like, uh, you know, in the U.S., because it was legal in, like, Amsterdam and Europe for a while. So it just kind of made sense that eventually it was going to be legal here. And I figured, hey, why not get involved with it from its inception? We were from Michigan. 2018 is when they kind of announced things are going to be legal, I think. And we were like, you know what? Why not get involved with it? Why not open a dispensary, uh, you know, just to like sell? But the thing is, we realized really quickly we didn't have the skills to do retail. We've never done it before. But what we did have is we'd been working in tech for like a, quite a quite some time. So we we're like, okay, we know tech. We know all the problems that arise after you run your operations over a while using technology. Why not create something from its inception um, that is going to solve a lot of those issues that you're going to have five years down the line, right? And that's that's really why we created Tucana. Kree, how'd you get how'd you get involved? Yeah, similarly. So I was involved in the legacy market somewhat. I've been a consumer. Um, 
And I think for me, it was, you know, the cannabis industry, this is the first time in my lifetime, I think it'll be, you know, one of the few times that we have the opportunity to be a part of an industry at its inception, right? Like people have been consuming, people have been a part of the industry, the legacy market for a while, but this is kind of the first time that we have the opportunity to shape what this booming industry will look like for the next mm. several years. And so I think that's just an amazing opportunity to be a part of, to build something to support the longevity of that industry. And so it just it just felt like a no brainer. And like Louis said, when it legalized in Michigan in 2018, it just felt like the perfect time to, to get involved in the way that we knew how. All right. So recreational turns into we legalize it you guys are thinking about getting into it on the real retail space it doesn't really quite work out that way so what is it that you're actually doing how are you supporting the industry what do you do <laughs> i love these clips <laughs> sorry Louis, go ahead oh yeah no for sure so what we do is so like i don't know if you know how how familiar with the industry are you um, very little. Very little. Okay. So, well, if you're, you know, there's dispensaries. If you're wanting to like get some cannabis, you go to a dispensary. If you're, if it's for medical purposes or recreational. Uh, but the thing is, as a dispensary, you're supposed to tell the government each time someone purchases cannabis from you, right? So, and the way you're supposed to do it is through technology. They have integrations that like the government, like the state of California, for instance, uses this system called Metric. So whenever you go to a dispensary, you purchase, let's say, some edibles, whatever you, you wanna you wanna purchase, that purchase is supposed to be synced with the government system so they know what's happening in real time. So what we what we do is we give you a point of sale system, you know, the, the register that actually syncs in with the government system and it also allows you to um, to manage your teams and make your operations as a whole, right? So it's a, it's an all-in-one solution to keep you um, to keep you, uh, you know, by the law, by the book, with the state, but also helps you manage your operations. Yeah, I remember when uh, when dispensaries were becoming legal here in California. Then, um, you know, even though it was a, a California thing, there were some incorporated cities that allowed it, some incorporated, some unincorporated mm -hmm. cities that, that wouldn't allow it or did allow it. There's all kinds of regulations. Yeah. Uh, and I remember a you know, long time ago, I want to say like back in 2008 or so, I had a tax office, I was renting a desk and across the street, they opened up a dispensary. And every once in a while, we'd see all these cops show up and like raid the place and it would have to start over. And so I learned a little bit about how uh, some places were there legitimately, how they put things there for a time being, and then they knew they were gonna get busted over a certain amount mm -hmm. of time. Now, now that things are a little more legitimate, people are opening more legit spots, you're talking about compliance things, right? You're talking about creating a software that helps create that compliance issue so that you don't get raided or so that when you do have to show a report, you're legit. Everybody knows exactly what's going on. What are they capturing? What data are they capturing with the with with the compliance issues? Like what is it that if somebody goes to a dispensary to buy something, like what is the government aware of? That's a curious question that I, I had when you were saying it. Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a lot. And so really without compliance, the cannabis industry, the legal cannabis market doesn't exist. You have to be compliant. That is the number one thing that really kills 
businesses, regardless of whether they're plant touching, so folks that are dealing exactly with the flower or not. Um, so there's a lot of different data. So, you know, the government is wanting to track where plants come from, when they were grown, who they're being sold to. They want to know all of the data about transactions, how much they are, the taxes. It's just, it's an unbelievable amount of information that these businesses have to track. And like I said, it can be a bit overwhelming. So, you know, our platform, we're hoping to create something that makes that a little bit simpler and, and takes a little bit of the stress off of these business owners. So when these guys get into the space, I'm sure there's a lot that they have to learn really, really fast. So let's talk about the the ideal client for you. So when you're looking for these these uh, cannabis stores or dispensaries or whatever that are opening up, who's your ideal client? What is what does that person look like to you? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Yeah, beyond the physical. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go yeah. then. Yeah, no, an ideal client to us because we're still just getting started, right? So an ideal client to us is like a, a cannabis store that is both medical and recreational, um, that is probably like a small, you know, mom and pop shop, maybe like 10, 15 employees. And yeah, based out of Michigan, the reason why is since we're just getting started, we really want to start with um, really tight partners to make sure that our platform works for them. So we can scale up. We wanna we wanna give people the ability to scale up with our with our platform, right? And have a real true proof of concept in the field. So we feel like it's better to start with people who are also just getting started and who um, who have not gone through maybe five, ten different implementations. Because you're talking about if you're already using, let's say for instance, you we're on StreamYard right now. You you've been running this podcast for for at least since 2020. So let's say you wanted to switch to a different software. There's all these hassles, all the things you have to learn. So it's just, it comes with a lot of, you know, back and forth negativity, really, you might feel towards it. So our thought is, why not start with people who are fresh, never used a, a platform like ours before, and they're kind of small, so they're, you know, they're, they can move quickly, they can, they can give us feedback quickly. So that's the ideal customer in my mind, anyways. And one of the just quick things to add to that, too. So one of the things that I love about our platform is compliance is the absolute heart of our platform. However, this is also something that can allow businesses to grow. So we want businesses that are starting off small but have plans to quickly scale because we want the platform to be able to grow with them and to support that growing infrastructure. Exactly. So there's also uh, a lot of uh, online stores. Is this an industry that has like a, like maybe mm -hmm. not a retail location where they just do online and maybe like deliveries or does is, in this industry, does it have to be a retail location uh, with customers coming in? Yeah, it, that's, a, that's a really good question. And that's, and this question actually touched on something else, right? Because cannabis, for those who don't know, is still federally legal, which means um, you know, like the, the the feds could actually bust you for for being even compliant because most states have a cannabis, you know, at the state level, it is, you are compliant, like you mentioned before, like some, even though California is compliant, um, is, has a program, excuse me, the city of San Diego might not have a, might, may opt out of doing cannabis sales. So what I'm trying to hit at is every single municipality, every state has different laws. So some states do allow that, right? You have a delivery business. All they do is purchase cannabis from a grower, keep it on location. They have a website and somebody can order and they can deliver. Others may not allow. It kind of just depends on the state um, and, the, and the regulation that they have. 
Yeah. And does your uh, does your software? Are you thinking about it working with the online or just the retail version of your of the businesses? So right now we're thinking anybody that's. So I guess it would be pretty much anybody because like the the system itself allows you to do sales in person. However, it allows you to manage your team as a whole. So let's say, for instance, you're a delivery, you have an online website. We wouldn't be able to like do the transactions online because that is something different that you're managing with your e-commerce website. But if you do want to manage your drivers, you do want to manage the cannabis that's coming into your location and how it's moving around the location. And once you have that order placed in, you know, if you want to manage where it's being sent to, that's something you can still use our platform for. So, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Because right, the thing is, just quickly, re regardless of the type of business or type of location, the government is going to want to know how that product is being moved. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, those, you know what I mean? So those businesses are going to need some sort of platform to track that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no way you're working around that. Uncle Sam will find mm -hmm. you. They will hunt you down. They will shut you down if need be. All right, well, let's talk about customer acquisition because you guys are in an industry that's not only highly regulated, you have to be super compliant. You can't even advertise like most companies can. There are so many limitations. Uh, you, that's why you don't see ads for cannabis on Facebook. You don't see them on Instagram. You just don't see them around. There's a lot of limitations on what you can and can't do. So how? How are you acquiring customers? There you go. This is still very much, which is a, a positive thing. I think if you look at it in a, in a certain way, this is still very much a word of mouth industry, very relationship based. So what we've done so far is just we've uh, events, event marketing, building relationships, really tight knit networking. And it's really cool too, because unlike other industries, when you network with folks in this community, it really feels like you're networking, like you're getting to know the folks because the industry is still relatively small compared to other more mature ones. So lots of networking, lots of organic relationship building events. Uh, we did a huge career fair uh, last summer. We've done some webinars, some you know panel events, those sorts of things. So that's that's kind of our primary avenue as of right now. Podcasts, you know, I heard, you know, I've heard of those too. Those are That's pretty right. cool. Podcasts, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, articles, press, whatever it is. Yeah, really. yeah. I would, yeah, double back on what Cree said. Really, word of mouth, um, a lot of networking events, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and how's it going? I mean, yeah, it is. It is a small community, but the industry itself is booming. Like, if you were looking for customers, you have zero problem looking for customers of the product. But I feel like getting into the industry and selling to the vendors, I feel like that's also a tight knit group. How do you break into a group like that? That is a really good question. So that's something we're trying to figure out still, right? Because right now we, we're in beta. So we've we've broken into a few different stores. The way we've done that was through, honestly, just online. So Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, just talking about what we do on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and people reaching out to us and having them set up. And what I think, though, really, because it's still like a tight-knit group, we're the cannabis industry. There's a lot of paranoia in this industry, and rightfully so. Like you said, like it's it's still federally illegal. You can still get busted by the IRS. You can still, anything could happen, really. So the main thing there is just really building trust. Like I, when folks understand that you're not coming in from a, a standpoint of, hey, I don't know anything about this industry. I don't care about this industry. I don't care about the people. I just want to make money. 
when you can show that you're coming in as like, hey, I'm I even if I don't know anything about this, I want to be one of you guys. I want to learn about this. People are take a liking to you because it's still like it's such a sub group of society. It's still not just widely accepted yet. So if you come in and you go to LinkedIn where there's a huge community, you find a community, Discord, LinkedIn, wherever you are, and you say what you're about, you explain your journey. I think that over time, people can kind of see whether you're authentic, and that's a good way to go about it. And the cannabis community, aside from the software developer community, is one of the most no BS communities I've ever been a part of. So you really just, there's no fluff, there's no BS, it's just, you know, organically talk about what you do, what you're here for, and what your purpose is. And, you know, we found that that's, we've been able to build, you know, some level of trust that way. Oops, we got dogs barking now. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> dogs at. They agree. They, <laughs> they agree 100%. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about your, your sales process, right? So you guys have an opportunity, a beta for your program right now. You have an opportunity where people can literally come in who are in this industry and start to streamline a lot of the compliance issues that are related to the cannabis industry. So if people do want to work with you... That's a lot of people. They all want to work with you. What's your sales process like? Yeah, no, the process is pretty, we're actually refining it now. We've read a, a couple of different books, talked to a few different mentors. But so the way the way it goes is we typically have a conversation trying to understand what the person, what the business needs, right? Once we do that, we have a few different tiers that we can offer. Once we find a perfect tier for the platform, if somebody says, hey, I'm all I'm all game and they want to sign up, you know, there's paperwork that needs to be done. But once that's done, we just give them a link to actually go into the platform and, uh, and, and fill out all their information, all their staff info, all their product info. And the store gets built in real time with, um, with them filling out that, that, that information. Um, once that's done, we have a training we have a training process. Make sure that everybody's trained. Everybody knows how to get in touch with us. If anything goes wrong, hopefully that never happens. And after that, boom, you're ready to sell and you're ready to to make some make some money and make some customers happy. Dude, that's not a bad process. I mean, it sounds to me like you're doing probably one of the most hectic things that I would hate to do in any retail location, which is like you got to inventory stuff, man. You got to have that system in place to know how much product you got at any given time, uh, monitor and track that. Uh, it, it, when you're setting up some of these systems, I mean, these are these are software systems. Is there anything that you add to it in like a checks and balance for the actual retail location, policies and procedures on things that people have to do? Oh, for sure. Kriya, sorry, I thought you were gonna get that one. Um, so yeah, definitely. So there is there is a couple of different things, right? So the the one thing I like to mention to people, this is this is for anybody really, even for you, um, for us too, to keep in mind. So when you most of the things that we do are on the internet right now. We're on the internet. If you're watching this, you're on the internet. If you're on the internet, you're using typically Wi-Fi. Um, but the thing is, if the Wi-Fi goes out, you're you're pretty much SOL, right? So one thing that we would hate for is for 420 is a huge day in the cannabis industry. So imagine you're, you're a retailer, you're opening your doors on 420, you have a line around the corner, and you're taking sales, things are going great, then boom, you lose your internet connectivity. Oof. So now you, you don't have access to your products. You don't have access to, to getting your product information and customer information to the government. 
Um, that's that can be pretty hectic. So, oh hell no! <laughs> that's exactly what I'd be thinking. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Like, so what I like to tell people is, when you think about your internet, it's such a central piece of your operation that you should think about a backup. A lot of times, folks don't think about it, but you can have a backup internet system. Right. So if something goes out with your current provider with Verizon, let's say you have Google as a backup. As soon as it goes out, you have a backup system that works. Let's say even something else happens. You're in a store and your your employees have like a, you know, the iPad to take people's orders. Let's say they go into a corner that's really far out. So if they're on the Wi-Fi and the, the router is all the way across from the other side of the building, I tell people it's really good to get Wi-Fi access points to kind of boost that Wi-Fi. No matter where you are in the physical location, you should have access to the internet so your staff don't have to scramble because they can't connect to something, right? So that's those are two two things I just recommend to people to always do when they um, when they want to work in in this industry or I guess any other business really. Is there anything, I mean, now that you've been in this industry for a while, now that you've uh, kind of dabbled your feet in the retail, decided that the software side was where you wanted to go, what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about getting in this space, going from a user to like jumping in and doing it as a business? I mean, I imagine there's, there's all kinds of holes you can step in. Yeah, and one of the things that I love pushing about this industry is that you don't have to have you can take whatever skills that you already have outside of cannabis and bring it to the industry. So if you are a master at accounting, if you are a social media wizard, you can bring all of that to the cannabis industry. The one thing that I always tell people is, like I said, compliance is the heart of this industry. So the first thing that you need to do, regardless of what skills you're bringing, is to make sure you understand the regulations that are related to whatever it is that you wanna do. Like there are specific tax regulations that as an accountant, you would need to know, right? So before you bring on a customer, you you can't apply the same rules and the same methods that you would in a non-cannabis space. So the first thing is just make sure you understand the regulations and understand how that applies to your specific avenue. Did you guys have to like go figure that stuff out? Like, it, it, was it like a YouTube university or is there places people can go to find out that sort of information? Because I mean, I know I would start with a Google search, but I figure if you already done it, yeah, no, for, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's it's tough because we, and when we first started thinking about the idea, that's kind of where we ended up in literally just a YouTube rabbit hole. I think it's easy to get in a rabbit hole anyways when you're on YouTube, but we just, <laughs> we just went down a rabbit hole. And so I think it's a combination of YouTube, you know, subscribing to local newspapers and articles and alerts and just staying like having multiple sources i think is the key not just relying on youtube but also working with consultants there are other folks that have been in this space longer and so working with them making sure you're reading the news making sure you know you're paying attention to your local regulations and your your the you know local politicians all of that having multiple sources and just making sure that you're corroborating them and making sure that things line up uh, I want to go gangster on you guys. Uh, I just finished <laughs> watching not too long ago, Narcos, right? The, so I watched the whole mm -hmm. thing on like, you know, how they, it, it was funny because he called it Sin Semilla. It's, it's weed with no seeds, right? Seedless. It's Sin Semilla without, without seeds. Anyways, they blow it up and it gets all, you know, big thing about everything that happened in Mexico and people losing their lives. And so the whole industry has this gangster stigma to it, right? 
Um, what has your experience been like in the business world of cannabis compared to what we see in the Hollywood world of cannabis? Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good point, I guess. The, and, and just to keep in mind, like what you're saying, like that's there's a lot of reality and truth to that. Right. So we're talking about an industry like 15 years ago or like 10 years ago when I was in it. There was no, there were no dispensaries in Michigan. I mean, I guess they, there started to be a few, but let, let's say 15 years ago, if you're gonna smoke weed, you smoke cannabis. It's called weed back in the day. We just call it weed all the time. You were, you were, you had to deal with a drug dealer at some point. It wasn't, it wasn't like you know this nice clean um, Starbucks feel where you can pick something out. It was a drug dealer you were dealing with. So understanding that the people who have the most experience in it are people who were still alive and doing these things 10, 15 years ago. Um, it's what I find is that most times you deal with people who are actually from the corporate world that switch into cannabis because they kind of saw, oh, well, this is a good opportunity. But there are still some people like in Detroit that when you meet, you, you can kind of tell they've been doing this a long time before it was legal. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I can think of a couple of different people, but like the vast majority are people who I believe um, are from the corporate world have, you know, kind of that kind of background and have gotten into cannabis, but there are still some people who are from that legacy, uh, you know, drug dealing background that are getting to the, into the legal side. Definitely. Do you feel safer doing transactions now? Like you feel whether it's buying from a dispensary or from a delivery or working with the vendors, do you feel uh, a lot safer in this industry? Like that stigma we can finally start to let go of? Yeah, I would say so personally. And I, this is something that's a great question. Thank you for asking it because that's something I've been thinking about a lot over the last like couple of a uh, couple of months, maybe last year even. The thing is, we never thought about it before, but like when we bought when we bought cannabis, when it was strictly legal, it was never tested for for chemicals. It was never tested for um, for metals. We, we like we didn't know what we were consuming. We didn't know if it was it was grown five years ago and somebody just gave it to us. You know, we didn't know if it was moldy. The thing about what I'm buying now, I know at least the state of uh, from California, I can trust that the state of California has put some things in place to make sure that what I'm consuming is at least of good quality. If there's an issue with it, I know that everything is tracked in such a way where there's a recall where I might even get contacted. And, you know, it's kind of like the food that you had. Like when, when uh, I don't mean to throw them under the bus, but when, uh, not Kidoba, but when Chipotle had a, a, a lettuce outbreak, you know, we all knew about it and we, we kind of, you know, stayed away from that. That's kind of what the cannabis industry is becoming like. And plus, there's not that feel of like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to get robbed by, by, by being buying this. You know what I mean? It's, I feel a lot safer, first of all, physically, as far as what I'm consuming and also just safety wise. Definitely. Nice. All right. All right. Well, before we head out, I got to make sure people know if they want to reach out and they want to work with you. Shout out to my little friend. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the easiest way is our website. It's scrolling down at the bottom here, www.tucana.io. We're also uh, well, not as active as we have been in the past you know, year or so, but we're decently active on LinkedIn. So we can always be reached on LinkedIn. Here's our Instagram socials here. So you got options, but the best way is probably our website. There's a contact form that goes straight to us. And so we'll get back um, once we get that email. That's right. All right, all right. Well, um, you know, 
I don't know about you guys, creating content for a lot of businesses is probably one of the most important things that they can do so that they get out of the invisible zone. You guys have literally just finished recording a Business Bros episode. So I don't know if you know it or not, but we design our episodes so that you can literally create 30 days of content. So I got a question for you guys. How easy was it to create 30 days of content with us? It was super easy. <laughs> it was it was easy and it was a blast. It was entertaining. Yeah. I got to see Tony Montana. I got to see Seth Rogen. I got to see some of my favorite people in the world. So it was, yeah, it was awesome. Cree, now let me ask you guys some questions directly. Cree, if you could, if you were going to start over and do this business all over again, um, what would you do different? Oh, that's such a good question. What would I do different? Oh my gosh. Um, ooh, Louis, do you have one off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, I think what what would you do different? Ah, Jesus. I think I would wait even a little longer before starting to build the platform. Great. I would wait. Um, maybe six more months because what we did was we did a bunch of research like we um, we met with a bunch of dispensary managers and owners to kind of figure out what they wanted i would even take that research even a little longer um, build more capital on, on the back end so because we would have a longer run a runway on building the, the products right that's mm -hmm. I, that's what i think i would do and I think going back to what I said about the relationships, I think, you know, when we started off, we were all about, okay, research and let's get started building. I think mm -hmm. I would just focus on relationships, meet yeah. people, go to events before we even had an idea of what we wanted to do, just really be in the space. Because uh, again, I think that the industry now is still at a place where that's, it's, it's fruitful to do that. So I think that's where, that's what I would do differently. All right. A little bit of change. At least we can kind of reflect and then take into account where we're at and see if we can make any changes going forward. Before we head out, last question. Is there anything that maybe I didn't ask or that you wanted to share um, that we didn't get to? Um, no, I don't think so. I just think, you know, of course, our, our website. So we're always, you know, interested in working with folks. We're very big on collaboration. And so anyone also, I'm always talking about, you know, getting more folks, especially folks of color into the cannabis tech space. So if anyone has interests or questions about, you know, that arena or pivoting in that direction, love to talk to folks about that. All right. There it is, ladies and gents. Look, the cannabis industry, yeah, it's green. Yeah, it might be tainted a little bit, but it's booming. It ain't going anywhere. It's getting bigger. More and more states are going to legalize it. Eventually, Fed's going to catch up too. So if you're interested in getting into the industry, maybe you're interested in starting a dispensary or one of your own, then you're going to want to talk to people who've already been in the space. So make sure you guys check out the website, www.tucana.io or follow Louie and Cree on, on social media. And it's right there on the screen, Cree.Robinson and Lou underscore Wes. Follow them on social, ask them questions because it's better to ask away early. You just heard them, build the network a little bit, do a little more research. This is your opportunity to do the same thing with people who've already been in the space ahead of you. And you never know, might be a good partnership. One more time, www.tucana.com. Dot I O T O U C A N N A dot I O. Guys, thank you very much for jumping on the program with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys again manana. And if you need help creating 30 days of content, make sure you guys follow us at business bros dot oh, sorry, business bros dot B -I -Z or at business bros pod. See you later. Peace and we're out.
Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more customers.